Hello, everyone. My name is Dan Schaefer, and you are listening to the Milwaukee Magazine Podcast. Thank you for joining us. The craft beer scene in Milwaukee is growing like crazy, and nobody knows that better than Dan Murphy, who has been writing about beer on the Brew City blog at MilwaukeeMag.com for years. For this episode, I sat down with Dan and senior editor Claire Hannon to talk about new breweries, expanding breweries, tasting events, new beers, craft beer festivals, and much more. Also, we feature local music on the Milwaukee Magazine podcast, and if you'd like to have a song featured, send me a tweet at MKE. This episode's featured song is Pioneer Come Back Home by Hosts. So again, thanks for listening and enjoy. Dan Murphy and Claire Hannon are here to talk beer. Claire, do you want to get us started here? Uh, I'd be happy to. We're going to start today's podcast with a Todd the Axeman from Surly Brewing. Nice. Across the Minnesota border. They, there we go. They put these in the mail for us. Always a good thing to get beer in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It smells wonderful. That's a good one. I'll smell. Mm-hmm. I think that's really smells are really make good for a uh, good podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really translate well. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, they sent they sent these to Dan and um, Dan Murphy, and we were saving them for this very moment because he's our Brew City writer who's been writing about beer for us for how many years? Oh, I don't even know. the The column's been around for almost four, I think. Longer than that. Five? Boy, I lose track. Actually, yes, because the 200th was not that long ago, so that would be... Right. Every, it's every week, and I don't think I've ever skipped a week. Oh, Relentless wow. pursuit of... <laughs> so, that's commitment. A, yeah, yeah. Serious Four and a half, beer blogging years. commitment. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not a bad gig. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to complain. And as you said before, you've, re- you've been researching for like 25 oh, years yeah, or so. Yes. Plus steady research. Yeah. I think that's what we have in your bio. Just a lifetime of uh, beer research that you've put into this column that it's, you've been writing yeah. for years on the website. Now. Absolutely. Um, so the column comes out every Monday. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about recently was how much the column has changed since you started it. Yeah, the when I started, you'd have to I'd have to dig for for you know beer one beer dinner a month or you know rumpus room would have one. It'd be a big deal. Um, now, I mean, there's dozens, I can't put every event that goes on in the, in the, in the weekly blog. There just isn't enough space. Yeah. It's, it's astonishing. Um, you know, every, tastings are, have gone through the roof. Festivals have increased. I mean, the, the beer scene is just ridiculous. It's exploded so much. And that, and it's, that's the easiest way for me to, to tell that. I look back at the old columns and they're like. Three events. You know, <laughs> now the list. And now you're lucky if there's only three events on a given day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's dozens now. Yeah. Know, between tastings and dinners, and I remember a few years ago we were putting together the city guide issue, and there, um, it was the year that at least two beer festivals opened. Um, so this is like 2012 or 2013, and I remember emailing Dan saying like. We should probably write about this. Like, there's there's four or five now, and there have been all these new ones since then um, because they they've just become such like fun events. 
You're ahead of the curve. You saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, the All beer, that research. The beer fest is a good is a good time. I, I will I will say. Which has been your favorite? Um, you know I like the. Uh, uh, you know, I hope I get the name totally because they're all slightly named <laughs> differently. Um, the Milwaukee Beer Festival down on the lakefront. Mm-hmm. Just the setting's awesome and mm-hmm. a nice day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with those beer fests, it's kind of hard to get rarities now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's more variety, you know. Um, I think it's hard to get find fests that have real rarity, but there are some around here that do. Yeah. But um, that one's just great because of where it is. Um, I went to... The Festival of Barrel Age Beers this year in Chicago, which mm-hmm. is a yearly thing, which I've never been able to go to because it sells out. And wow! They've kind of expanded to where it is, so it's a little bigger than it used to be. And I went this year, and that that was the most amazing selection of beer I've ever seen. And actually, I think Milwaukee Brewing, Milwaukee Brewing, took home a medal there. Wow! Yeah, those Congrats must have been out. absolutely. Those must have been really heavy beers. Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> and, and you kind of have to have to be careful that you know yeah. <laughs> a, a, a lot of water and and there were clearly people that, that weren't being careful by the end of the <laughs> end of the session there was a little swaying going on you know i mean i don't think anything yeah most of them are 10 yeah 10 percent oh god it's cool lakefront brought some great stuff central waters brought some great stuff three sheeps brought some good stuff i mean the nice. uh, wisconsin beers were well represented which was cool i was nice. rooting for them I went to my first beer festival in the fall at um, the Harley Museum. I went to that, too. Was it the Great Wisconsin Beer Fest or something like that? And um, they, I don't know if they sold enough VIP tickets, but the food was only for the VIP people. We did not have VIP tickets, but they had all this food because they must not have sold enough. Uh. So people were just attacking these tables <laughs> of, like, cheese and pretzels and little, like, hors d'oeuvres. Um, and it was awesome. But I found that when I liked a beer, you know, you're going around all the different tables. Like, when I liked something, all I wanted to do was drink it. I had really <laughs> no interest in, like, moving on. <laughs> So I don't know if I'm beer fest material, but they actually that was a good. They had some good ones there. They had some about blast hard to find stuff. Um, stuff and the brewery was there, and they brought a barrel aged like smoking wood is the name of it, which was I thought was awesome. Jester King I think was there, if I'm correct. I don't remember. I could be wrong on that, but I mean the list was really good, and I was I thought it was a good event. I went in the early session. Did you go in the late one or the early one? It was sloppy when I went oh, at yeah. night, <laughs> yeah. Saturday night. Went there at like one in the afternoon. <laughs> Easy to be overserved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So we did this story about beer because our 2012 one was such a hit. We thought we had to do this again, and we combined some food elements because now there's so much more beer and food than there ever has been, probably. Um, But ever since we did this story in September of 2015, a lot has changed. Uh, Yeah, and and it continues to change. We were looking through this this issue with the amount of local local brewers, and you know it's kind of astonishing because by the end of 2016, the likelihood is that number will be about double what it was. um, Mm -hmm. With uh, you know, there's quite a few openings slated for whenever the breweries get up and running but black husky we talk about that is a really pretty highly anticipated or you know opening in town yeah that um, one i'm really excited they, for. they're they, opening up and i think they just bought their uh 
the land in River West that they're going to put their nice. kind of brew pub brewery there and uh, moving from where somewhere deep in the north Pembine, Wisconsin Pembine. Yeah, yeah yeah from a log cabin basically uh, they they he uh, he brews amazing beer and it's going to be really cool to have them around you know and, and he would deliver he'd make these trips down you know four or five hours one way to mm-hmm. you know drop off cases at Ray's or wherever he'd go <laughs> and that's it'll be really you know it's good for them they don't have to travel as much obviously mm-hmm. uh, but the, yeah they're they're quality um, Mobcraft's coming into town they're getting a lot of notoriety um, yeah they're gonna be on Shark Tank yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> should be entertaining um, <laughs> maybe that's why it's delayed maybe they don't get the money yeah Mark Cuban's gotta write a check <laughs> um, and uh, Mark Cubes pony up yeah yeah <laughs> Um, a few more, I and mean, there's plenty to mention. Another one that I actually wanted to call it was Third Space, um, just because Kevin Wright, the, the brewmaster there, has a really pretty impressive brewing history. Yeah, you, you talked to him for the for the blog a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago. UC Davis guy who's been with the brewery for a while, so he's no fly-by-night guy. He knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. So I anticipate his place in the Menominee Valley to be a uh, another quality spot whenever it opens. And the um, brewing company, their new whole brewing facility in the old Pabst oh, yeah, yeah. thing, that's a big deal. Monkey mm-hmm. Brewing's done a nice job. They've been growing steadily, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, good for them, too, to expand a little bit. You know, it's good to see. I think we were we kind of lagged behind a little bit in Milwaukee. Um, I say that with a kind of a caveat, though, that, you know, with Sprecher and Lakefront were we're here in the mid to late eighties, which mm-hmm. is really ahead of the curve on this, on the craft brew thing, you know, the microbrewery back sure. then. And now, and then, then, then I think that I really think having big beer in town kind of held, held back a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of probably hurt the whole craft beer scene a little bit early, but now it's good to see that, you know, we're, we're having this wave of wave of new breweries open locally. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Yeah. And it's like every week you see something in the news, you yeah. know, pops up like, "Hey, this we have another yeah. brew pub, another yeah. brewery yeah. opening up." You it's know, hard to keep track. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you need flowchart. And you'd think there would be even more with that um, company doing the brewing classes, or the uh, what, oh, it's like a brewery incubator. Um, oh, a crafter space. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those guys will help matters too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's you know they help out with you know things people probably don't consider marketing right. and that sort of thing. And I think with all the fests, like it's all kind of just working together to your average Milwaukeean's palate is probably <laughs> a little more refined than it was ten years ago. So you know they want that variety and the you know. Yeah, because now everywhere you go, you have River Westine on tap, yeah. or you have, right. you know, uh, any number of the like popular local craft brews, Wisconsin yeah. craft brews on tap, just everywhere you go in the city. Well, and it seemed like every new restaurant, like, knows that they need to bring it with a beer list, or <laughs> that you know, it's not going to yeah. go all that well because people want they know what Black Husky is, they know what Lagunitas is, you know. That drives me crazy when I go to restaurants and they haven't. You know, they haven't put together even a sensible, like, a just give me a couple of good options. I don't need yeah. an entire huge beer list, but yeah. there's still some you'll go to, and it's like, no, no I don't I don't want those three beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
those three those three you know mass produced light beers macros you know yeah yeah, yeah. um so that's there's a place for the macro stuff yeah, well, I, mean, I gotta be like honest. on a beer pong table is probably the only place I can think of. I, I, I have said, and I I hope to not ruin any street cred by saying this, but I mean at, at Miller Park when it's really hot out, I do like a high life, a cold high life. You put absolutely. that in print. Yeah, I have, I have. You are. I don't open like about it that. as much now that the ownership has changed. I don't think, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's what it's there for. You can't drink a. You know, a Todd the Axe Man on a 90-degree day. Yeah. Well, you can, but it probably won't end well. Yeah. That's kind of a big beer for a hot summer day. Lawnmower beers, you know? Yeah. But that's how I am in summer, too. I drink a lot of Schlitz in summer. That's my go-to. I don't mind Schlitz on tap. Like, Claire's yeah, You know? Yeah. I, uh... A little chewy. have, um... One time when I interviewed Grinder for the magazine, um, he said something that I always think about, but he's like, you know, people say they don't like beer. They just haven't found the right beer for them. And the more beer people I talk to, especially the beer bros, they're really into IPAs. And I always felt a little, like, guilty and ashamed that (laughs) I just couldn't tolerate IPAs for the longest time. I liked fruit beers. I even liked sours. Um... The, the dark, you know, porters, those are fine. The barrel-aged ones were really tasty, but I can only have half. However, I have turned a corner, and I love IPAs. Outstanding. Welcome I, to the massive club. <laughs> I've gotten into spicy food and IPAs lately, and I don't know what's wrong with me. And the good ones are tasty, and there's so many to choose from. Oh, yeah. And I, it's just, like, so refreshing now. Whereas before it would be like, oh, this tastes like cold medicine or something. But now it's like, that's all I want. The bitterness is a little to get used to. I, know, I didn't like him. I mean, like, Red Hook, when Red Hook came out. It's like, mm. it's like ugh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hophead for sure. Can't yeah. deny. Like, everything else feels heavy. Even, like, a wheat beer is like, mm-mm, I'm going to... Need to be rolled down the, the street bitterness. after one of those. Yeah. <laughs> is there a is there an IPA that helped you turn the corner? Yeah. What was your gateway IPA? Ah, <laughs> uh, it was um, Fantasy Factory. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Carbon Four out of Madison. Yeah, that's a nice accessible. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Fla- good flavor. Good. Good aroma. Really nice that. And then when we did the beer tasting for that issue, or the beer, um, or the IPA taste test. Um, that Velveteen Habit was... Yeah, that's a good beer. ...really enjoyable. I wasn't just, you know, like, tolerating it yeah. to for, in front of people. It was really good. That was a rough day. I mean, <laughs> tasting all of Wisconsin IPA yeah. with a bunch of other beer people. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. Um, yeah, Velveteen Habit, really good. Really good. Uh, Ale sounds solid, too. What's your favorite IPA right now? In the world... Or locally. In the world. In the world and locally. (laughs) But local can be Wisconsin. Locally. Well, I mean, if you're going like double IPA, Hop Slam is still out there. So Bell's Hop Slam is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know some people call it overrated. I think it's just fine the way it is. Um, It's my favorite beer. It's so good. (laughs) And it's starting to fade. And actually, the few I've left, I think, of fresh, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. In the, in the, um, in the area or in the state, uh, I would have to say another Imperial IPA, the New Glarus Scream the Thumbprint. Mm. Scream is really, really good. 
I'm going to have to research that. Yeah, that's another one fresh. It's amazing. If you can find it on tap, it's so good. I mean, it's New, new Glarus. They, they can do no wrong. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> Did, uh, can you talk a little bit about how, like, how freshness with IPAs is a big deal, whereas for other beers, it's not so important? Yeah, and I, I mean, and as a, I'm not, my homebrewing skills are limited, so I'm, there may be others that can explain it, but I mean, mm-hmm. the... the you know, some of the flavors just drop out. I think the hop flavor is really limited on yeah. how long it lasts. I think it's, the hop flame kind of turns a little bit, mm. not in a bad way. It's just kind of, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, the honey or something, the sh- sugary side kind of starts to win. Mm. Probably because the hop flavor drops out, I guess. Um, how long does that take, do you think? I don't really know. I mean, mm. I, I would guess a, a couple of months for hop flame, in my opinion. It doesn't take long. Yeah. The guy in Draft Magazine did, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, did a did like a, a vertical of like the last six years of hop slam and you know his his flavor explanations on the older ones were really funny like hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's, it doesn't doesn't age and that fresh you know citrusy i mean yeah that flavor is the key so you can't lose that or you've lost the right lost the reason for drinking it right you know but yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't age well. well i feel like let's sample todd but tell me what you think about Todd. You're gonna. I I I really think that's Surly's best IPA. Really? Uh, and I yeah, uh, they make uh, several others, but I really like Todd. Is this new? Todd's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> good friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh it's nice. It's strong. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Seven point two. I would. I thought it was a little bit bigger even, but. It tastes a bit bigger. Anyone? We'll try, Todd? Yeah, we'll try Todd. So Hi, that, Todd. Good to see you again. Is this um, <laughs> like a Lakefront series, kind of? Oh. <laughs> um, no, this is... And I if, I may be wrong on this, but I know... this. I thought this was fairly limited last year, and I think they upped their, up their uh, brewing of this. It's a really good beer. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And by the way, the... the, the um, the My Turn series Lakefront beer, the Citra. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to get it wrong. Todd or Tom? I can't remember which one Todd. I think it was think Todd. Todd. See, Todd the Axeman has me thrown off. Um, <laughs> I thought that, that, talk about really good IPAs. Yeah. That was right up there with one of the best Lake I had Friends last Todd. year. It was so good. Hmm. I like Citra hops, though. So. Yeah, I really liked Lakefront's new double IPA as well. Hot oh, Jackie. yeah. Yeah. It was a new addition to, uh, what, just a couple months ago that yeah, they introduced yeah. that, right? Yeah, just. Um, yeah, only a couple months ago. It's, uh, it, yeah, I thought that turned out real well. I think they're happy with it too. Is that going to be a um, regular beer? or Is that seasonal? Well, I think it'd be a good idea if they made it regular. I don't Absolutely. know if that's the plan. I don't know that actually. Yeah, it's um, been really good. And uh, I mean, Grinder gave it a big that. thumbs up, so that's always a good. Grinder's beer review. I mean, it, we, for one, they're they're so awesomely um, detailed, detailed, <laughs> and they're dead on. And if I mean. You can, you know, it's coming from a good source yeah. when you read his beer. Oh yeah. And for those of our listeners who might not be familiar with Grinder, Claire, you interviewed him for a piece a couple years back, right? He his real name's Tom, uh, and his he goes by Grinder because of the um, metal music he used to listen to when he would run marathons. Um, anyways, he writes this beer newsletter that goes to. <laughs> A lot of guys at the breweries, distributors, bar owners, um, and friends and family, pretty much. 
and he just writes about everything he's tasted that week. Sometimes food reviews slip in there too. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the guy just makes it his mission to have a beer or two a day to constantly be up on what's new, what's good, what's fresh. Um, and, and he's going to like half of the events you write about, I would think. Yeah. And he knows all, you know, he's so well connected with all the brewers and he gets his hands on the craziest stuff that you just don't get. Right. And he's a, he's a certified beer judge, I believe too. Right. So I think, yeah. yeah, So Mm -hmm. he's, he's not just some fly by night dude, but he's, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's great. He is. He, when I, when I uh, had the IPA awakening, <laughs> mentally I was like, I gotta tell Dan Murphy, I gotta tell Grinder, and I gotta tell Mike Romans. <laughs> In that order, I gotta find these guys. Because, <laughs> you know, I just feel like they would be the ones who would be like, you've come to the see the right side. I think Mike would appreciate that. He's got a soft spot in his heart for you, Claire. I, I know. <laughs> Grinder, I, I don't think is an IPA guy. I mean, I think he likes them, but I think yeah, he he's, like porters might be his yeah, favorite. He's kind of all over. He's just he mm. just appreciates every every mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You, know? you think sour sour seemed kind of trendy last year in the summer? Maybe. Do you think that was? Still going. Yeah, they're still they're still picking up steam. I I I try, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, so well, that's not entirely true. There are some that, um, again, New Glarus. They always come in the conversation. Yeah. That old Brune that just just came out is really good. It's not. The sour ends right when it's about to be like Ugh, Too much, you know yeah, yeah. heartburn inducing <laughs> then it gets kind of malty it's really mm. again a really amazing way that the way they do things it, it works out really well it's really balanced but the, yeah they're really tart yeah. um that yeah i i i just can't do it when they're barrel aged sometimes they, they they're a little better because they kind of mellow a little mm-hmm. but i'm trying i think that the big thing that the one that blew up last year, and I'm seeing it all over the board mm-hmm. now, is the is the the fruit IPAs. Yes, the I mean, Sculpin. The Sculpin, the grapefruit Sculpin, which I thought was awesome, so good. Ballast Point, yeah, out of San o- Diego, opened, so good. Opened up this. Well, I mean, it's not like there weren't people doing it. I mean, Potosi mm-hmm. has a tangerine IPA that's actually very good and probably should be earned mention. Um, there, are other, you know, Scurvy by um, mm-hmm. by Tiranina has. Orange peel oh, in yeah. it, but it's mm-hmm. orange peel, so that which is cool because that adds bitterness and not necessarily sweetness, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, but that now I mean they're everywhere. Like um, New Belgium Citradelic, which is pretty good, and you know Ballast Point has have started adding fruit to everything they do. It yeah, seems. they have they have the pineapple scope on. They have a mango. Jalapeno uh, one yeah. at the Harley Beer Fest, which was fantastic. They uh, they they're just starting to go crazy with adding things to their beer, which yeah. is fine. I mean, it works, I guess. Pineapple I didn't like as well as the grapefruit, though. It's a little too sweet. That grapefruit, I mean, that's just like yeah. a match made in heaven. The bitter yeah. citrus and an IPA, like there's no better combination. The price is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little bit pricey, pack, but pump or the it's very good. Company Brewing had that pomp and pomplamoose last year when they opened, and it was a grapefruit. Oh, yeah. And that, they should, 
attention, company brewing. <laughs> uh, I know that they really are trying to, they're varying up styles, and that's an awesome yeah. way to go about things, but that was so good. I, I really liked that beer, and it'd be good to see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really solid yeah. in that regard. Another grapefruit. Delicious. Yeah, it was funny with the ballast points stuff, because I was in San Diego for a vacation, oh, nice. and I was just like having this ballast point beer all the time. I was like, this is great. This is on tap everywhere. <laughs> and then I come back and they must have just started distributing nice. in Wisconsin like the week I got back from that vacation. And it's Yeah, it's yeah. right up there. They're right up there with, with uh, you know, some of the best. The ballast point scoping, you know, is an IPA that people are like, 100 points, you know. Even just like the pale ales and stuff that they yeah, have too. Yeah. Those are really good. Yeah, they're good. Even, you know, with whatever fruit or pepper they want to put in them, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, any news on the horizon that we could get a on for the podcast? Um, not, well, we know there's a bunch of breweries coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to talk to Grant Polly from Three Sheeps in a week or two. I missed him last week, actually, but uh, they've been doing some cool things, and they have a you know, big taproom expansion coming up uh, here in, in Sheboygan. Few weeks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. And, uh... He's doing some good things. They're doing some barrel. They have a barrel aged beer coming out here in a couple, like in April. Um, so yeah, I'll talk to him. I'm, I th- I'm thinking about talking to different brewers every now and then and just interviewing and see what they think about things because that's kind of they all have an interesting take. They're, brewers are interesting people. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so they're kind of a different breed. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's that's cool because they're they're really interesting and they generally tell you what they think. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is cool too. You know, very much so. Oh, cool. I know uh, there's another brewery out of Madison that's going to be starting to distribute in Milwaukee here. And their Madison's had a couple of really good entries into Milwaukee with Carbon Four and Asylum yeah. League. But a friend of mine works at Next Door Brewing. Oh, okay. And they're going to be distributing to Milwaukee within the next couple months as cool, well. Cool. So that's that's exciting. That's another thing when you, we talked earlier about the things that have changed in yeah. in the four or five years. The amount of breweries that have the, the the amount of the selection that we can get here now from around the country is even mm-hmm. it's it's I mean it was big then but it's just it's ridiculous you know Bally yeah. said Ballast Point mm-hmm. I mean I, I won't even name them all because there's so many that have either left and then come back I mean these 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 mid to bigger sized craft breweries mm-hmm. are really expanding their footprints as quickly as they can if they can keep up with it yeah. a lot of them except for New Glarus again which well done New Glarus yeah. I love that whole in the state only thing it's totally a it's a such a cool selling point oh it's so oh, great yeah. i love seeing that there's always like one story a year where somebody in like saint paul yeah. gets busted for <laughs> yeah. selling new glarus. at a bar, yeah, at a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's that yeah there was just that just happened there was just one of those where it was like you know yeah they were you know smuggling it over the border <laughs> and like you know you but go so you see that story it's like oh it's that time of year yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go any you know you go out to the east coast and you know East Coast has, I mean, just the Northeast, amazing, amazing breweries, obviously, but you mentioned New Glarus, and it's like, they start frothing at the mouth, <laughs> and it's, that's total, that's so cool, you yeah. know? Oh, wow, New Glarus, yeah. <laughs> They've all heard of it, you know, they just can't get it, which is awesome, <laughs> you know? We're spoiled, for so, sure. One of, one of the benefits of living in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were just rudely interrupted by the dining critic, Ann Christensen, <laughs> who doesn't drink a lot of beer. No. No. She was wearing a mask. She's anonymous in the office, too. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. 
Interesting. <laughs> she never lets her guard down. <laughs> I don't think her name's really Anne. She uses like a voice distortion box too. Yeah. We're, we're talking about you. This isn't live. We're, yes, we're saying you wear a mask in the office too. To hide your. You're that I anonymous. Mm-hmm. I do. You, this is we went to get smoothies at River West Coffee. This is live, Joseph. One of them was. <laughs> it's so rank. It has apple cider vinegar, turmeric cayenne and ginger and it is so weird it's the weirdest smoothie i've ever had kelly likes it she's the only one that likes it although we made um simmons drink it he was like what does that smell (laughs) have you met simmons yet our new managing editor he's funny should we should introduce him okay i'll let you go (laughs) (laughs) that her voice was altered there i think i'm gonna keep that in i could edit it out i'm gonna keep that in she actually sounds like this on a regular basis. Are you like auto tune? <laughs> That'd be awesome. So awesome. I haven't tried an auto tune on a podcast yet, so I might. There's room. Outstanding. All right. Um, well, Dan, you give us a lot of uh, great advice on what to drink around town. It's pretty easy now. It's getting easier. Just, yeah. There's so much to choose from. Just guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or ask the bartender. Any good, any decent, yeah, any decent bar. Now they know their beer. The I forgot to even mention this: the new grocery stores with the bars in them. Oh, yeah, the Whole Foods out there with you like thirty taps. Fill a growler. <laughs> yeah, taps. I mean, and they're all mostly local. Um, that's blowing my mind. And I was there one night, and there were a ton of people there yeah. ordering at the bar. In the middle of the grocery store. I will admit that at the North Avenue Whole Foods, there was one occasion where I did, I did, I had one beer set at that little place where the TV's <laughs> like the, by the meat counter. Sure, yeah. And that turned into like a few, and it was an <laughs> odd shopping experience. <laughs> I think there was a Packer game on it, why I was there during a Packer game. But, but yeah, it turned into a rather long afternoon. I think I was just going to buy a loaf of bread or something. It turned into like three hours. Uh, but yeah, gotcha. I, I wonder a little bit about... You kind of have to, you know, you kind of have to empty your barrels frequently. You don't want them, you know, sitting there for a long time, especially those IPAs we talked about. Yeah. Mm. I've never I just wonder the volume that they have in, a, like, a place like a Whole Foods. I mean, I, they'll mm. get some, but I can't imagine that people like me who will be there for three hours and go to buy a loaf of bread will be there all the time, you know? I think they think they uh, getting, like, all the hot food selections that they have now where you can get, like, a pizza made while you stand oh, there. Yeah. Or you can get a burger made. Um, but I think they figure people are going to have that and then go have a quick beer. Maybe. That there. makes sense. Uh, I mean, that's certainly what people were doing when I was there. <laughs> the bartender was, like, all... I mean, he looked really flustered. There were that many people... To serve, uh, they the, Whole Foods does get really good. They they get really good beers too. They, I mean, they had a tower of hops, or, you know, mm-hmm. two towers maybe. Even they, had, they yeah. and they were just everywhere. I never seen so much. And they always get a lot of good stuff. So maybe they will go through it. The new bar, Whole Foods, <laughs> can't escape it. <laughs> even places like Whole Foods are all in on the craft. Yeah. craft beers invading every yeah. aspect of your life. Can't avoid it. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, thanks for coming in. Cool. Thanks, you guys. You can read yeah, Bruce City you. every Monday on watchingman.com.
love dreams they intertwine And they break up the moon I'm not certain That music still moves you 